My brother Brandon and I have been working in tech since about 2010. We've learned the fundamentals of design, development, and product. Today, we are both focused on building our own businesses that will last. The thing is, we still have so much to learn. In this podcast, we have honest conversations about our work as founders. We discuss problems we are facing, tactics to achieve our goals, and our philosophy of business. The conversations have been incredibly helpful for us, and we think you will enjoy them too. It's time to build. Yeah, so we were talking about finding like-minded people, like finding yeah. a community that we can participate in and feel like really engaged with the others. Excuse yes. me for a second. <clears throat> yeah, so I've also been searching for that for a long time, like because there's mm-hmm. so many interesting online communities these days, right? Yeah, all over the place. There's forums. There's discords. I've noticed recently, actually, okay. there seems to be a growing trend in paid communities. It yes. seems to be the new Substack. Yeah, like everyone's launching their paid community, which is which is cool. So I'm yeah. like, okay, well, which one should I throw my hat into? I just need to pick one. You know, I feel like I've been floating around, and I'm sort of a low value member of many communities. Right. And I want to yeah. be like a high value member of one. Um, and this is built in. This was built in by default when I worked at Shopify. Right. Right. Because you sort of naturally become a high value member of the community, quote unquote, uh, of like the direct team you're on and like your neighboring teams. Yeah. And so it's built in. It's like that decision is kind of made and you grow those relationships and it's awesome. And hopefully you like your team. And if you don't, you should move teams. Uh, Good career (laughs) advice. Right. Um, Okay, so what happens when it's not built in for you? You have to choose from all these millions of options. So I've been watching a few. Um, One I'm really interesting, interested in, I'll give a shout out, uh, is Corey Haynes. I've followed on Twitter uh, for a little while now, and he seems like a really genuine, really smart guy. Uh, And he's like a professional marketer. And he he quit his job like a couple weeks after me. Oh, so he's also on the on the path um, and seems like he's doing great. But he's launched like a paid community. Okay, and it's just for like discussing and learning marketing and stuff. Right. Makes sense. Yeah, there's um, the CMO of Privy also has one of those that's going uh, Dave Gerhardt. Okay. Pretty interesting. Cool. Like he's, he, he, I think he's one of the examples of a very successfully running ace community, like to the point that I think right. he has so many members. Like that's like, his thing. It's like, right. yeah. Well, no, he's the CMO of Privy, which oh, is yeah, right. big enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like I think it's like literally, I think he published the numbers, which was cool on LinkedIn. It was like 20,000 a month or something is what mm-hmm. he's making on it. Um, mm-hmm. And he just posts like a daily marketing tip or whatever. That's really cool. Yeah. So but I've Corey, had my eyes chill. on that one. Seems- Not sure yet if I'll join, but. It seemed mm-hmm. good to me because it like at a high level, one of the main skills I'm trying to learn right now is marketing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know like just enough building to right. get by. Yeah, yeah. So I'm focused on the selling side of, of things, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so that plus Corey just seems like a good person who I think would, would run it well. Um, yeah. And if I pay for his community, I'm like directly supporting another founder who's like yeah. on the same path as me. So it just like sure. it feels good. Everything lines up. Yeah. Um, so that one, I think, is interesting. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. 
so that if anyone's interested, they can go look. We'll put a link in the show notes. Oh, we're going to show note. Yeah. yeah, we'll show note this. Uh, so you can all check it. Out. Oh, yeah. Swipe files. So he does. He's he's selling a product called Swipe Files. Okay. So if you find that it's it's like marketing, it's like marketing analysis of other people's landing pages and products. He does teardowns uh, of things and there's like a subscription cost to get access to all of them. And when you pay that sort of pro membership, you also get access to this community. Cool. That's how he has it structured. Yeah. Yeah. I'm checking it on the sidebar. It's here. cool. It looks, I, I, I kind of like, I kind of get it. Like I like the idea of a paid community. <clears throat> it's, I, you know, I don't think it's just a money grab, right? No, it's yeah, like a no. really, really good way to add friction. Yep. And and create um yeah, create a barrier between like tire kickers like me who are just yep. like being low value lurkers yep. uh yep. and people who actually really want to commit and engage and hone their craft or like constantly talk about whatever niche thing your community is about. Right. Yeah. No, for sure. Like I mean, that's I I feel like this is a natural evolution and a bunch of people are writing about this forever but like if you go to reddit.com it's mm -hmm. amazing and there's subreddits mm -hmm. and like this this is kind of one of those first like it's free it's open people just generate communities they kind of form mm -hmm. and then it's quote unquote successful depending on the number of people subscribing to your subreddit but everybody's like oh well we're unbundling reddit now so all these communities are mm -hmm. pulling off they're like no longer just like a subreddit oh, it's I like see. its own thing with right. a, think at least a small feature enhancement because like reddit is still just like threaded conversation yeah. with yeah. like upvoting so like it gets a few more enhancements. It's on a website now. And then eventually, if people actually run run it properly, you can charge money because even just mm -hmm. curation, like the, the spaces so I care about, if someone curated it, I would just pay them $2 a month. Minimum, so valuable. Probably more. Yeah. Just to be yeah. like, these are the four articles you should read in this space. Yeah. Like if somebody did that, I'd yeah. be like, I will give you money every month because I'm tired of finding it myself. Absolutely. Yeah, I've been thinking yeah. about that a lot. And I think talking about it as much as I can, which is yep. this, like the next like era of tech, like curation is, is king, yeah. right? Yeah. Like for sure. we're in an age of abundance and abundance causes a bunch of problems. You get yep. fat and lazy off your yep. information diet. Yeah. So any company who's like tackling that and trying to curate and narrow or like help you find quickly, like I'm really interested in all that kind of tech. That's yeah. really important. Well, and something I, mean, I, I want for myself too. Well, yeah, but I mean that's my argument for like my I guess my my bull case for Substack because I have like a bear case and a bull case for it because okay. it's like well I mean if you think about it at first principles isn't that kind of the point like they made it they, they're in their theory of probably I don't know anyone there but I'm gonna totally make this up sure as go for it let's but like yeah like I assume at Substack they were like hey let's make it more possible for independent writers to make a living mm -hmm. so they almost were like let's borrow Patreon as like this creator model thing that they sure. did, but we're going to do it for writers very yeah. specifically. Okay. And then it worked, but at its base level, I think it solved what you're saying, which is we needed curation. And now everybody can curate against their Substack thing. So like title it, whatever you want, call mm -hmm. it, you know, cool augmented reality weekly. And mm -hmm. then every week publish cool augmented reality stuff on your Substack. And then people who have a like mind who want this curation and want your context, because you obviously put an opinion on it, which is the point of Substack, mm -hmm. um, they get that and then they pay you money for it. 
And so mm. that it solves this problem. But the pro- problem, mm. quote unquote, here is is that everybody has access and everybody can make a Substack. That's, so now, the, yeah, exactly right? what I was just going to say. So like these weird questions are now forming where it's like, okay, well, what, what's what? And that's why you see these dominant players in Substack. Like, uh, I think it's called the Everything Bundle. They own like a bunch of things called Divination or Divinations and all these other like story things. Okay. But like people are now turning Substack into a media play. And I'm okay. sad because I thought it was going to be a community play. Hmm. Okay. So like the yeah. thing we're just discussing is what I wanted. And I thought Substack could be that for me. Like I would find this writer. I would okay. love this writer. I would pay them money. They mm-hmm. would give me this stuff. And now yeah. it's like, no, just capture an audience. Build your it's monthly media mo- money. Yeah. 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 And I was like, oh, yeah, dang. that's what it looks like to me. Looks like that second. Thing. Yeah. 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 I, I think I, I get what you mean, though. Like if I already happen to know and trust right. the person, I can pay for curation from them, which like Substack gave me a way to yeah. financially support them to be like a professional curator for me, yeah. which is valuable and great. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's like, well, I don't know which Substacks to find or pay for. So yeah, <laughs> and well, there's a lot. I mean, that's kind <laughs> of the, that, that's how the logic tracks for me is like when I started consuming more like just general media as I like grew in my career and stuff like as I moved away from having to just do every day like as a junior employee at a company like notably IBM for me and I started doing more of the like strategy thinking I like read more and pretty quickly like you you learn the names of the people who write the piece for Forbes or whatever that you like and you're like well this is a good writer and like you know, they, they follow stories, they find byline like whatever they do they're doing it better than the other people who write so I don't I I probably years ago, stopped saying like, I don't read the Wall Street Journal. It's like I read like 10 people who write for the Wall Street Journal plus other things. So I follow them. So when Substack showed up, I was like, oh, can I just like subscribe to, you know, Susan? Mm -hmm. Because she's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Let let me do that anyway. Yeah. It's not quite there. So thinking about communities and where to find them, and we've talked about swipe files and Corey Haynes. Good job, mm-hmm. Corey. Uh, there's another one that I found kind of half found like years and years ago. Okay. And this community traces back to like the early, I think the earliest seeds of me starting to think about entrepreneurship, which was like a while ago. And recently I've been diving back into their stuff and watching obsessively a bunch of videos and talks from them. Okay. And it's really clear to me that the the ethos seems to really just resonate with me. And the indiv- uh, several of the individual people who like are, seem to be part of that community and doing talks, uh, I really respect them. And okay. like, yeah, they're sort of like my intellectual idols of like okay. business, right? Which okay. is the yeah. thing I'm trying to, to learn myself. So it seems like this might be the right one for me to like look into. And it's uh Microconf by yeah, kind of built by Rob Walling, right? Yeah. Rob Walling, I found Rob Walling introduced me to like a lot of these ideas years and years and years ago and got me thinking for the first time, like, oh, maybe like maybe I would actually wanna be an entrepreneur someday. He just like yeah. gave me insight into like the alternate paths to success as a as like a bootstrapper right yeah and so then that was really exciting for me and then it kind of lay dormant for a little while until 
the recent years when it started to like pick back up again and then I started to get serious about it so he's like helped me that long ago and yeah I was like looking into it back then and since then it's like certainly grown and developed and it's like more of like a thing um and they right. but they've been running this conference microconf for many years um and all of the like tons or all of the content is like freely available on YouTube the view counts yeah. on the videos man it's like it feels to me like criminal how right i know like you sent me one of them i've just yeah. been watching them on repeat and it's like some of in my 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 mind yeah. as a i'm a novice so take it with a grain of salt but in my mind it's like this is some of the best like value per minute stuff i've ever yeah. watched and like the yeah. business advice seems so sound to me and so interesting and it's from people who are actually doing it or have done it yeah and the view counts are just like dismal and i'm like what is this like secret magic place like why doesn't everyone know about microconf and this like yeah. these talks uh maybe i mean i don't know maybe it's because the videos moved or migrated to a new brand or something so maybe they they did have a lot of counts in the chat i don't know but i still like they're yeah. so good i feel like something's weird there anyway all that being said, I think I, I'm very seriously considering getting more involved there and like trying to connect with some of those people. That that makes sense. I mean, the video you sent me, um, oh man, by the gentleman who started WordPress Engine, Jason Cohen. Thank you, Jason yeah. Cohen. Uh, yeah, that was dynamite. Like I felt, I felt the same at the end of that like hour long talk as I do of like a high intensity interval mm -hmm. training workout. Nice. Like, yeah, yeah. No, seriously, it was like crazy. Like, you know, you do one of those and you only spend, mm -hmm. you look at the, if you do a hit, you're like, oh, it's like 16 minutes. Like, how am I going to get, you know, athletic in 16 minutes? And it's like, oh, you do. You can, <laughs> like, you in, will. In 60 minutes yeah. with, uh, with Jason, I was just like, holy. <laughs> like, yeah. Like that yeah. talk, it's called Designing the Ideal Bootstrapped Business. And it's the one, it's one of the first or the first video from MicroConf I ever watched, like <clears throat> a long, long time ago. Well, it feels like a long, long time, but it was probably yeah. like, I, I don't really know the exact timeline. That's why I'm being vague. We'll say five-ish years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, it was like, it blew my mind. I was like, who is this guy? What is all these valuable insights? And I, I sort of understood parts of it, right? And I understood there was a lot of value there for me. Yeah. But then I, yeah, I haven't gone back to it. And, and then recently, now that this is like my, my mission, think, yeah. and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm trying to design a bootstrapped business. Wait a minute. Hold Jason on. can tell me yeah. a lot of good stuff. So I watched the video again and then again and then a third time and I took yeah. all these notes and it's like and watching it now with like the things I've learned in between. I, got, mm -hmm. I just got so much value out of it. Like I really I, I, I don't I still don't deeply understand every element of it, but I understand many more of them and I feel like yeah. I can apply some of the principles. No, for sure. I mean, it was I, I guess I'll, I'll rhyme on this a bit longer, but like it was so valuable because I mean, for me, I, I guess I can argue I've gone a little further in entrepreneurship than you have. Um, you like, definitely been, have. What do you mean? I've been in a game. <laughs> this is longer. not an argument, man. That's a hundred percent fact. I guess if time's the only analysis here. Um, but yeah, so it's like, sure. So when I watched it, I mean, the first kick, I guess, was just like a ton of validation. Mm. Like just he's talking and I'm sure. like laughing in my chair. I'm like, oh, I've been there. Like, I know what you're saying. Like, whatever, right. you know, you feel like you're on the inside yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, which was like really nice and validating. Um, but then he like hits you with these facts that are, and I mean, I, I guess what I loved about the talk is he's, he clearly is like, this is my opinion. 
and he, he even says it multiple times yeah, yeah. Stop so i'll be like hey yeah. this is just how i feel about it but like yeah. don't build a marketplace you're crazy <laughs> and I built a marketplace and i was like he's right <clears throat> yeah. don't do that i've built anyway. a marketplace too yeah, exactly. I agree. <laughs> right. Don't, do, that. Don't uh, do that. Unless unless you're winner take all market with crazy funding. Anyway. But, yeah, uh, yeah, to be clear, this is all from the perspective of designing a ideal yeah. bootstrapped business. Yeah. And, any business, right? And some of them even cap it. Like we don't plan to go over like a couple mil a year. Like they literally sure, exactly, are like, yeah. paying, like but like a I don't know how I feel dollars. about that. Um, well, but the conversation I mean, for another day. Finish yeah, your thought. Yeah. Right. But I mean, if you have three employees and you're doing two million, like, hey, it's pretty good business. Um Anyway, I think that's the argument. But the moral of the story was I loved it because it's like validation. And then he also was hitting me with like a one-two punch. Like he'd say something that like was counter to my beliefs. Mm -hmm. And then because he's already bought enough of my respect in this like yeah. conversation, we had, right. like, oh man, I'm gonna have to challenge that thought I have. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> and I did, and it was really. Can anyway, you name? Can you remember just one of those? Like one thing you got hit with that you totally disagreed on or that you changed your mind on maybe or like yeah just can you remember one tell me uh, for sure it's okay, i think you're the one who said it to me first and then when i watched the talk um raise my prices mm, just straight up he's like yeah. just charge more you gotta charge and more, like man. as soon as he said it the best is it's his story like during that i'm gonna like give a bit of a way but like he's like raise your prices and I'm, and in my head immediately the excuses start rolling i was like well we already charge a lot. I have all these reasons. Not like to. I have all these reasons. Yeah. And then he, he's obviously in the video. He's like, and you're going to have all these reasons not to. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> you should. He and knows like, you. He knows what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. really did. He's he, omnipresent from like 2013, I think is the talk. It's too, genius. Which is, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But like, that was a big one. Like I'm very much going to, going to try that. So like, you've centered like, in on, I think what is almost one of the prime directives or like a priori concepts, which is charge more. Um, yep. just yep. to kind of speak to microconf a bit more and why this community is compelling to me. It's like, I've also only recently, only like months ago or like a month ago, yep. discovered th all the writing and, and work from Patrick McKenzie. Um, oh, and he's like, speaks to me so well. Cause he's like speaking from the perspective of an engineer who did all this, yep. who then got really into like the marketing and sales and SEO. Um, so he just he speaks in a sort of voice and at a level of difficulty that's like the exact right one for me. Yeah. So yep. the the amount of value I've got out of just like studying his stuff in the last like few weeks has been unreal. I would love yep. to. I might write up like a summary or something. Please for people on like what the sort of key concepts he's taught me have been. And so many of them have added so much value to my business already. Yeah. So. I mean unbelievable respect for him and then it's like he's been like a diehard member of the microconf community and he's spoken at every single one whoa and you can see all of his talks on whoa. youtube like every pat mckenzie talk um and in every single one it's like the big joke is like every single one he has a section where he's like okay charge more and it's like <laughs> his thing it's like his brand is like charge yeah okay, i gotta i gotta watch these. yeah so he's saying jason clinton saying it um and then some other people like yeah it's just i don't know I, I really respect a lot of the the mindset and the accomplishments of the people there um another one who was always involved in it was uh <clears throat> ben orenstein who does the art of product podcast yeah which this podcast is just like we a are big fan straightforward copy of by Rook, almost I yeah yeah exactly so i've been like yeah. following his career for a long time too and really respect his thinking yeah. and so it's it's all it's all lining up but yeah charge more i think is it might be one of the yeah most kind of low level at the lowest level of the stacks kind of concepts when it comes to building 
a business that you're going to like, right? Yeah. So sure. I've been thinking a lot about that one and what it, what it means for me. Yeah. 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 Dude, it's so critical. It really <laughs> like, is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like I watched that talk and then I moved into Pat McKenzie's like from the same, um, I guess I want to say season, but like, you okay, know. sure. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, like I was just getting floored by him. I only got like 30 minutes into that talk. Um, but I also was like, I have like a kindred spirit because, uh, I, th- I get the vibe that Patrick McKenzie might be a Japanophile and like, oh, I really want to go. Yeah. I want to go like, yeah, Japan, he lived guys, there. So. Yeah. For like a live, long time. Does he live there still? I don't know if he still does or not. I don't know. But I mean, all I'm saying is, is yeah. you talk about the stuff and like to, to your point, the whole point of this conversation, like that is a vibe I want to get in, like get with, like I'm so t- totally into the microconf just based on these two talks and these two individuals. Well, and Rob Walling, I mean, I've read. Yeah. Him, so and like, so it's like, just yeah, the list like, goes like, on. Like every yeah. time I discover someone who is writing about business and on the internet and I'm like, really like nodding my head, like, yeah, this seems like the kind of wisdom I want or the kind of business I want to yeah. build. They're all, they've all been at microconf for like four years straight. I'm like, okay, yeah. okay, okay here we go yeah. okay like fine <laughs> and they do want. have um so we we should check it out but they do have like a a more of like a structured community product now oh cool so i'm not sure if it's paid it probably is because it's rob walling so like he's a smart yeah. guy he, he yeah. should he should know if anyone to charge more <laughs> yeah, right yeah, yeah yeah um but there's some sort of like you can go and like I think you apply or something and you can oh, like okay. join the microconf community. And I don't know what it actually is, if it's a forum or what, but that's cool. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm interested. I'm in. Yeah. I, I guess it, this just comes down to the same thing. I think everybody needs this. Every major business book, mentors, whatever, always tell you to like find your tribe. There's like mm-hmm. a book called tribe of mentors. Um, obviously that's, that's been written and mm-hmm. done. Um, but it's like really hard to do. It is hard. Like the yeah. only time I've ever kind of successfully been a part of a community I really liked was when I grew up, when I was growing up, quote unquote, my like entrepreneurship career in Ottawa, I like fell into the Ottawa uh, tech mm-hmm. community and they were super supportive, crazy, nice. good, amazing. Like that was probably the highlight community. And then I transplanted into a bunch of other ones while running my company, like mm-hmm. the New York City one, um, my, uh, sorry, Montreal, tiny, tiny bit of Toronto. Now I live in Toronto, but I know I missed getting into the community here mm-hmm. when I moved here. Mm-hmm. Um, through a bunch of reasons that mm-hmm. are too long to describe mm-hmm. um but yeah like i've never really found one other than ones that i i curate myself which is like yeah that's one path to, to doing it yeah but like the thing is is those are always like these tiny ones because like i'd love yeah. to break these apart there's obviously i would love to join a like fifty thousand person online community where i communicate hmm. kind of in a reddit yeah. style like internet way i would love to have one of those where why? it's like why I, do you want the the volume like okay so this is this is the argument I love those for when I sit down in the morning at 7 a.m. and I'm like drinking coffee and I just want to read because right now I go to my own curated okay. list of sources and I have to sure. filter noise like crazy to find signal. Yeah, I, I would know. much yeah. rather hit like the 50k micro conf community because like yeah. whatever they've upvoted, like the top 10 is probably dynamite. Right. And okay. That's volume. Yeah. You need right, more people to kind of achieve that. And, like, yeah, exactly. Like that make sure is that an interesting point. And then. I want these much smaller ones that are like tighter, like the actual tribe idea. I would love to have 10 to 12 people around me at a similar stage in their business career slash mm-hmm. maybe pseudo life if I could too. Mm-hmm. 
where I could be like really deep, like have these conversations like once every month. And those are the ones that I yeah. usually curate. So we built, yeah. I mean, we talked about it on the podcast, like I've, I'm building one for agencies right now for my right, business, right. which is kind of working next, yeah. the next sessions next week. So cool. I'll report back. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Good. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Right. Maybe, maybe we should both just join on deck. Yo, I'm in. Whatever you want to do doesn't matter. Yeah. They have a fellowship for it, which is they've got yeah. it. They've got it figured out. We should we should call Eric, like get like him on this podcast, and be like, tell me about this on deck thing. <laughs> like, what? I feel like I know enough about the on deck thing. If if I had a chance to talk to Eric, I yeah. would talk to him about like anything else. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like, true. I guess a little bit of on deck, maybe because it's I guess what he's yeah, doing. But like, but like this is what this the is guy's the a real genius. Like, really I, smart. yeah. Well, like KP, super cool. I still owe finishing that article I need to do. By the way, just got busy running my company. Um, which no I will. excuse. I know. I probably not. But there's the excuse. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so, I would. Yeah. Anyway, on deck confuses me because I feel like I want to be a part of it, mm-hmm. but I'm running a company. And every time I read it, I feel like the point is that I make a company out of it. So, like, I'm like, I don't think I'm allowed no. to join. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, Intre- no, you, I think you are. Well, actually, I don't know. Maybe they're. Know. Yeah. Maybe they're. They haven't got the fellowship which is what they call these sort of themes, I think. Yeah. Um, maybe they don't have the right one for you yet, but I think right. the point is they will. Like, because they've... Okay. What I, from what I've seen, what they've become specialists at is this exact problem we've been talking about for the last 50 minutes or whatever. It's, yeah. um, it's forming and supporting communities around sort of entrepreneurship, in the okay. modern era. Yeah. So their their first one was like the thing you're describing. It was like meant to be people looking for the next thing they want to do. Yeah. So the yeah. sort of community element is like find like minded people to keep you accountable or maybe even join your like startup. Yeah. And right. Go, they right. Said they and might so build yeah. 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 But they've like it seems like they've just figured out the meta structure around how to ideally form communities and cohorts and like f- kind of accelerate the types of interactions and meeting of the minds that you're saying you really want okay. um, in these small cohorts. And then so now they've just keep they just keep rapidly launching new verticals or like fellowships. Right. Yeah. To kind of suit everyone who's in a sort of entrepreneurial space they're interested in. So there's the no code okay. fellowship, which KP is like running. Yeah. They have a podcaster one they just launched. Like we could oh. go on like this podcast could join the pot, right? It's like whatever you're yeah. trying to get done on if it's like a modern online business type of thing, they're going to have a fellowship for it. So it's that's what they're, I think, really selling. They're not selling. Right. You're going to come. It's not a start a business boot camp. That's not their product. It's not like you're going right. to come in and you're going to leave with the business. Their product is like you're going to come in and we're going to connect you in a way that we know is going to work. Yeah. With a, a tight cohort of like minded people who like it's going to work so well. They might even be your company or like part of your right. thing yeah. by the time you leave. Right. So that's what they're doing. They're like literally solving the problem you've been like looking at for so long, like trying to forge these communities. I so I mean, I guess that's OK. New plan. I'm going to call Eric and be like, <laughs> my brother and I are going to start microconf on deck. And then we'll call Rob and all the crew and be like, we don't want your brand or come be a part of it. We will use your brand, <laughs> your call. <laughs> but like, 
I want that to exist and I want to be a part of it. I guess what always confused me about on deck is one, it's called on deck, which means you're on deck to take the next at bat. Like you're, mm-hmm. you're moving to your next thing, which yeah. always introduced this uh, concept of if you're doing mm-hmm. a thing, you don't go to on deck like that. That's oh, okay. Like, yeah. Right? No, maybe, like, you're, maybe you're right. Sorry, like maybe, like, but I suck yeah. at sports. So maybe I failed to use the sports analogy. <laughs> no, no. I, I think that is how they started. And maybe that's still yeah, part I mean, of the I mean, ethos, but of I don't course know. you can pivot. I totally respect that. But also part of their thing for the original on deck fellowships that I was reading is they gave you money. They paid your salary. So how do you get enumerated as a business to pay my salary when I own my business and I don't want to take capital injection? That's, I'm, I mean, I'm assuming I'm fairly confident that for anyone in any fellowship, they're going to get a piece of your business. Yeah, maybe that's how it works. Just I, straight. Up. I think for sure that's how it works. It, yeah. Definitely for the for the founder fellowship, that's how it works. Yes. Like it's like an accelerator or whatever. How they're well, structuring exactly. it for like these other ones where you're already a podcast and you want to go to the... But that's kind of thing to become. I, I assume they're just taking like a, a piece of all of these businesses. Right. So here's here's the question. We should look if, into that. I don't know. Maybe right? we should so, get him on the podcast. I'm telling you, let's <laughs> do it. I will run one of these a thousand million percent. If I get to hang out with the crew that are on that, I know like six of them, like in passing, not like we're deep friends or anything, but like they're all incredible. So like oh, yeah. I just want to yeah. I'm down to be yeah. part of that heat. Um but yeah, no, that, that was kind of my question because I get it. Like if you're starting a podcast, if you think you have like good legs and it's like an idea and then you take capital from on deck and then you do it, their cohort, mm-hmm. it all makes sense to me. Like they, I, they get a piece I, here. Yeah. You so, know what I mean? yeah. So maybe that's what it is focused on. Yeah. It's like you're either not quite ready to start, like you're pivoting. So mm-hmm. you're like transitioning about to start or you just started yeah. and you're right at the beginning. Yeah. Like me, for example, like I'm. Yeah, I'm like still at step zero. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it would yeah, still yeah. potentially make lots of sense for me to go and uh, take some investment and like get some help and like meet some people yeah. to like continue. Yeah, like right? imagine if someone was like, "Hey, we've got a bunch of smart like tech focused folks like doing tabletop RPGs. Do yeah. you want to come in?" I'm and you were like, "Yeah, yeah. I think I'd like, say would, yes." Yeah, I, like, well, that's the argument, right? You're probably your acceleration rate would likely be magnitudes like orders of magnitude yeah, larger. Yeah. Which I agree. Like if like I, even if we we do a million today this year or whatever at my agency and on deck called me and said, "Hey, do you want to come join this cohort of like 10 about a million a year boutique agencies?" I'd be like, "Yes. Mm-hmm. Where do I sign? Right. Please let me in." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Instead, like I said, I'm trying to curate that myself, but like we yeah, all have different hard, um, yeah. Anyway, different goals. Anyway, so, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. This is yeah, that's actually a really interesting thought exercise or something I've noticed about myself is when I when I started in September, I was very like I, I was c- pretty convinced like I could just run my own thing for yeah. a pretty long time before it uh, bugged me. Yeah. But now at the sort of turn of the year and as we talked about last time. I'm starting to kind of enter more of like a, a reflection mode again to decide like what's my next move, what do I want to go after yeah. in 2021. Um, I'm starting to feel like I actually might seriously consider like um, finding a co-founder, yeah, like finding a partner. I just like yeah, I don't know why. I don't know what led me to this thought. Maybe it is just because it's like hard to work yeah. alone. Maybe it's because these conversations are always so valuable. I don't know yeah. what it is, but it's like, this would be, I think, so much better and faster 
with a like-minded co-founder that it yeah. would be worth the um, added risk of achieving um, what do they call it default alive? Oh yeah, you know what I mean. It, yeah, it, it obviously is harder to find, or obviously harder to have a sustainable business with two people because you need to pay two salaries instead of one. Yeah, right. Everything just doubles. Everything doubles. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, but I feel like. Yeah, the doubling of the money happens, but I'm starting to feel like while that would just clearly double in a linear fashion, yeah, everything else wouldn't just double. It would be more of like an exponential accel yeah. acceleration if yeah. there were two minds completely devoted and working at all times on a business. It's just like, yeah. mm, I don't know, that feels pretty good. Yeah, I I must say, like on my angle on this, I... I struggle to think that I could be a solo founder and everything I've ever done. Mm -hmm. I've had co-founders. Mm -hmm. um, I've definitely been a, you know, okay. The most air quoted solo founder. Like when I was in college, I created like a tiny little company. I did it like three times and they never really went anywhere. Like mm -hmm. we got students paid when I built four good associates mm -hmm. to connect anyway, marketing students with uh, charities. And then mm -hmm. they got paid like tiny little stipends, but they got to build up their uh, expertise and helping mm -hmm. charities around the local Ottawa area. Um, and stuff like that. But like, I know, and I know it also bothers my co-founders. The best way I come up with ideas is I sit down in a room, whatever, I don't know, listen to a record, like some weird thing. And I come up with an idea and like, let's say it's something I think is really good. Like this new marketing campaign idea. And then I bring it to my founders and the act of con like having that conversation about the thing always makes it incredibly better yes and i know that's how clearly that's works that's like, how everyone works yeah. even if they well, say that's not <laughs> fine but i'm just saying like maybe maybe there is the you know famous steve jobs in his tower inventing an ipod by himself i don't know no. but like probably, probably not we talk to people yeah. right but i'm just saying but i know that's how i work best so when i think about all the things that i thought were so good by myself before i talked to someone and if i put those in the market compared to what went out when i got to bounce it around with mm -hmm. like my co-founders i yeah. would i would not have had nearly the level of success that right. like we've had so yeah, far. yeah so. exactly and so this is i think yeah. part of what the longing for community and like-minded people is yeah. it's like you want to intellectually spar with people who have yeah. a similar mindset but who also want the best for you right yeah and then How it'll hone ideas you'll learn faster and your ideas will get better um, but there's still a limiting factor there, right? In the, even in the best, most tight community, like let's say like an on deck style, sure, small group of people who really know what's up. Um, even there, it's different than a co-founder. Like a co-founder yeah. is gonna be exactly at the same step of the race with you every single step of the way. Yeah, and they're gonna have like all the context of every decision and thing in their heads at all times, right? Yep. And and also have an incentive to come up with them on their own and bring them back to you. So it's just like there's no way even the best community or like mastermind group obviously can't keep up at no. the level that a co-founder would. Right. No, no. Yeah, of course not. Um, but so it yeah, is. I don't know, man. This is like a new thing for me, something I haven't really thought much about. But recently I've started to notice and like, hmm, like maybe I'm still not sure. I still haven't like made yeah, this course. committed to this decision, but. I'd say there's definitely a chance that this becomes like an interesting new priority for me sometime next year. Very cool. And then it's like, how do you find a co-founder? Jeez, jeez.
I, I got some I don't know, but I bet it's hard. <laughs> yeah. I certainly have opinions on the subject. Okay, good. Which I will. What's I your will opinion? You with. Uh, it has to happen very naturally. Yeah. yeah. You cannot. It's not like a... getting a co-founder. You, yeah. don't, you don't put a job posting. It's not a job posting. Yeah, I was just no, going to say no. that. I was like, you're not going is... on like. No. I shouldn't write it up for monster.com or whatever. No, definitely not. <laughs> don't hit it on the Indeed job board that's not like a lot of people like that's what angelus was supposed to be too in the mm-hmm. really early days was yep. just to like help you find yep. that yeah so like but it doesn't work okay so like, obviously i wouldn't write a job posting or treat no, it that right. way i agree yeah, yeah, i feel like right. it would have to be very organic very natural yep. mm. but at the same time i feel like if i d- let's say i decided to do this i was like sure. i okay. really feel like i would be happier more successful with the co-founder at okay. that point, I do have to put that out there into the world, don't I? Like yeah. somehow I have to tell people other than just you. Yep. Like I have to put that energy out there, put that signal out there. It's like, what? so what? Do, how do I do that? What am I like looking for love on the internet? Like what am I like? You know, Frankly, it connection. feels more like it's that, right? It's more yeah. like, uh, like, what do I change my Twitter profile to to be like? <laughs> you need to put hey, like, a, like a little heart. Do you or think you or might, do you think you might like me like? let's 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 talk yes no maybe like, just have yes no maybe like right like i gotta put that i gotta change my profile or whatever i gotta do something to like tell you know like-minded people that i might yeah. be ready for more i'm you know yeah right here's here's my here's my obnoxious opinion on it mm-hmm. um it's like when you want to like think about it if if you're gonna hire you know just like a team like 10 new engineers you can put a job posting and hire them right mm-hmm. but if you're gonna hire your cto you poach them <clears throat> you poach them. i'm just telling you yeah, like okay. if you're ever hiring senior staff you poach them it is there the, i think there's a venn diagram somewhere especially with today's economy and like the craziness going on with uh you know covid19 and stuff but like there is a venn diagram of high talent amazing individuals who are also looking for their next thing right now mm-hmm. like literally like either yeah. literally are jobless and looking for their next thing or like so mentally already there i actually know a bunch of them uh, right actually it turns out so so that's called access i won't name names but (laughs) But you have secret i do have access yeah um but yeah i'm just saying generally speaking tiny tiny percent in this thing so most of the time to find someone who's truly good they're busy they're doing things like they're not hanging out i totally you know i totally agree i totally understand yeah you're right Yeah. yeah So, so it's I like believe. active poaching becomes by con- those constraints the only strategy. Correct. Yeah. You know what? I'm yeah. into that. And to yeah. just so, annoyingly yeah. bring it back to the dating analogy, which oh, okay. personally I haven't done in someone built founderdating.com. Okay. Like it's, Okay. But it's a good it's a good yeah, it's a good analogy. Yeah. It is. And I just want to qualify this. Like I haven't been in that game in a long, long, long time. Um what, the dating game? Yeah, so I don't really yeah. know much about it, but if I'm reaching way back, yeah, uh, I feel like that's also a good strategy for actual dating. Like you don't, yeah. at least as a as a male, definitely. Um, as yeah. females, like they can just sit there and say no, 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 no until they say yes. But as males, it's like you kind of like want to like yeah find some attraction and then kind of make the move and go out there and put yourself out there and say like you're kind of po- trying to poach right and and again oh, like the most I attractive see. uh valuable f- partners will be like busy with their own stuff all the time right so yeah. you have to like pull them away from that ask for a bit of attention from you 
there's a good chance you'll be rejected, which is fine. Don't be a yeah. jerk about it. Yeah, right? no. But then no, you have no. But you never know, and you got to take the shots, right? Yeah. No, for sure. Like, I mean, that's that, that to me. That's that's recruiting, right? Like when we when we that's want a senior engineer. Like, if we ever mm. put down on a piece of paper, like we were trying to find full stack engineers. Like, if you want someone who's actually full stack, they're probably busy. They definitely are. <laughs> yeah. If you can if you can do DevOps infrastructure, back end to front end code, like the whole kit, like yeah. you're highly yeah. employable, yeah. and you should charge more. This reminds me of one of the Pat McKenzie wisdoms. Yeah, which is like he actually at some point figured out that and he wrote a blog post about it. And I read it. I was like, holy crap. He figured out that due to the economics of it, there's no such thing like you can't possibly ever hire an SEO consultant that will be good by any stretch. It's impossible because any good SEO consultant knows how to turn like anyone who actually can do SEO knows how to just turn a knob. Yeah. And make traffic go up. And if you know how to do that on the internet, you can, you can just, you're rich. Yeah. Like infinite, forever. Yeah. So it's I like, saw his, like formulas from his talk on like, do these and you 16 X your business. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So he like figured out that the economics of hiring SEO consultants makes it such that there's no such thing as a hireable SEO consultant unless they're like basically bad or a fraud. Yeah. So yeah. don't hire SEO consultants is yeah. the, wow. Is the outcome. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, I, I suppose there's probably this like 1% of them that are good and haven't yeah. figured that out yet. And yeah, they're like, maybe right. I'll consult, but like or, they haven't figured out they can just like use their or, magic wand to like become rich. Yeah. Or maybe they've been journaling for years and they realized the thing like their true calling is making other people wildly yeah, successful. Exactly. So I'm sure those know. those do exist. I, I don't wanna yeah. I don't wanna make a blanket statement here. No, of sure. course not. No. But it was like I mean, it was funny. Yeah. No, I mean it is hilarious though, because like we we find the same thing, dude. We're a product organization. We build products for people. And we say that it gets them past their next milestone. We build great mm-hmm. stuff. And I would argue we have. We have mm-hmm. a great client satisfaction rate, all this stuff. But people ask us that all the time. Like they, we have literally had someone be like, why would I hire you? Because if I need service and support after, I'm assuming you'll have already built your own products and not have time to help my company. Mm-hmm. Because they just assume that we're building our own stuff, which we are. Good obviously, question. come on. Come on. Yeah. Of course, I'm building my own apps. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it is really funny to me. And I'm constantly like, oh, I guess if we are as good as you say, like, shouldn't we be running like, you know, multi-million dollar product? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So what do you tell them? Services? I tell them that we're just still the best. That's the show. <laughs> like, no, no, I mean, we're the we, best. Don't no, I mean, like, I lean into the truth. I tell them the truth. I, yes, we're building stuff. Yes, we're focused on it. Like, but we want to run a larger business and that size of business will have an agency component because we really do love it. I mm-hmm. love working with founders, builders, cool. creators of any make, mark, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're a Fortune 250, Fortune 100, or you're like bootstrapping. Mm-hmm. I actually get joy out of it until you become a mean client. Yeah, that's that's the and way they're fired. Drop. Yeah, <laughs> really, it, like, literally, we act, we fire clients like we have done yeah, it multiple to. times. We will do it again. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just yeah. it's so fun working on new stuff and we enjoy it and we try to build our business in such a way that we can do that. Um, but like to yeah. the to the conversation earlier, I need to raise my prices. Sorry. Sorry, bootstrap founders. Yeah. Yeah. You can blame Rob Wall. You, you kind of do. <laughs> Got to yeah, call him. Exactly. Sorry. It's really I'm gonna, true. I'm going to forward all my emails to Pat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, man. No. Yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So then I guess this this is interesting to think about. If I fa- imagine I found this Venn diagram and this person yep. who's, uh, yeah, highly capable, potentially gels with me, which is yep. like a hard 
thing to do because I'm such a weirdo. Yeah. And then is on the fence, like mentally ready for their new thing. That seems like really hard already. But then there's another circle I have to map in there, which is like, how obsessed with tabletop role playing games are you? (laughs) (laughs) Or, or does it have, or does it end up going a different path? Does it end up making me have to switch out of, out of RPGs? So I guess then it's like, which ones, which one do I care more about? The RPGs are having a co-founder, right? Yeah. Cause maybe I find that that's what I'm imagining. It's like, this is going to get really, really, it's already really hard. It's going to get extremely hard to also have the buy-in on like this industry I'm really into. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, RPGs are I think such you're going to get buy-in. Yeah. Like. It's so fun. Like, come on. Dude, when I, when we were in high school, I got like bullied a bit for playing video games. Like now it's come mm-hmm. on. Like if you don't play yeah, if you don't play video games, you probably get bullied now. Like it's like gotta and be. I'm gonna, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna call this right now since we're recording. Uh, RPGs, tabletop RPGs are still not there yet, but they will be. I agree. And so, yeah. like, can we can we map the them future. to Bitcoin? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's right. it's coming. The 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 like mainstream explosion is coming i can't i can't say confidently it will be like this year or whatever right. but it's like yeah. i i can tell i know it's coming in my heart All right. and so i'm, I'm not super yet? far ahead of the curve like there's others there before me but i'm still like i think i'm still ahead of like something big yeah i i would confidently say you're in the early majority which is like 2.4 percent yeah. of people or whatever 100%. um but yeah no it's definitely going in the right direction um most people yeah like i you don't need much uh knowledge to become like an expert in this space or i guess many spaces like you just know more than most of the population yeah after you've spent like a few weeks on it really yeah like but but most people think rpgs are synonymous with dungeons and dragons right right and i've got a shelf over there with like about 20 RPGs that are not Dungeons and Dragons Dungeons and, Dragons. and no <laughs> one like most people I would start like enthusiastically talking to them about these things they wouldn't know what the heck I'm talking about yeah for sure I mean we could just say GURPS so that's people know the GURPS system <laughs> and they're gonna be like GURPS. what are you talking about that's yeah, a real right. that's a real word real. that's an RPG system that's an RPG system yeah exactly yeah. but we're hyper nerds on the internet who speak into microphones Everyone um, is these days, though. I feel like that's not special anymore. I know. <laughs> yeah. When when yeah. was it? Like um, that really famous? Uh, oh man, she ran like one of the biggest fashion magazines in the world and said "geek is chic," and then like walked off stage when she received like this big award or something. And it's like that that okay when that happened years ago. I just remember being like, "Yep, there it is." Like "geek is chic," and it, it like I think she wrote uh, was the editor of Vogue or or something. But it's like <laughs> everyone's like, "Oh, okay, I guess it's cool to be smart now." And uh, anyway, off off we went. But um, to your point about co-founders, because I think that's actually just a really good topic. The short story is, again, I'm t- stealing your analogy now. It's kind of like dating. Like you have to have your your um, kind of no goes, right? Like mm-hmm. what are your actual blockers? Mm-hmm. Like because there has to be some number of things that you're like, I will not budge on this. Just like finding a relationship, mm-hmm. right? If you want kids and your partner doesn't that's a sorry yeah like yeah like that is that is what i call a non-negotiable like you both need to be like okay this is like a life's purpose in our Mm -hmm. opinion so like i'll do this you do that um but it's the same thing so if tabletop rpgs is one of those things on your list well then Mm. that solves that question yeah like just don't ever approach it because like it's the same as a relationship bro if like 
you know, you're, you've got kids. Like if, if your partner didn't want kids, I feel like you would have been like, well, that's a no. Oh <laughs> like, well, yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, right. No, so no question. It's the same it. thing, no but, question about it. but much like dating when I talked to some of my friends about this, who not everyone, I guess, follows this logic and I could be wrong. I'm not a therapist. Um, but like you should have a number of things that are no goes, but it shouldn't really go over a small number. Yeah. Right. There should be like three or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like otherwise you're just never, yeah. you never get a date. And yeah right like because like, you, you can't be sitting like, there well, going like oh like everyone sucks and you blame yeah. everyone else but it's your fault <laughs> yeah everybody's fault it's like well this yeah. one time she sneezed and i hate it when people sneeze and you're like well okay <laughs> you know but anyway but like much like a co-founder it should be the same thing it should be these like immutables and then obviously like a slightly larger list of like high intent categories that are like really important like probably they should have a bunch of skill sets you don't or aren't as practiced in because obviously that could generate more value, like those types of things. And then eventually it falls down to yeah, the like sort of, that's you know, that's we got to like, gel. See that? I don't know if I would contest that or not. Maybe. It makes I'm sense. I'm not sure like either. The, a, the classic co-founder formula that everyone mentions is that like kind of complementary skill set thing. Yep. Yep. And it makes sense because it's like you're a super small company of two. So why would you like double stack on engineering skill when right yeah making a business as i've really been learning requires like yep. a huge range of skill sets so i get it it's practical the problem i have with that though is i feel like skills i really do feel like skills are just easier to learn and teach yep. than values and like personal oh, yeah. um yeah personal values and like chemistry and, and all that like yep. so like hypothetically if i just met this person and like had all this chemistry and our values were completely aligned and they yep. were obsessed with role-playing games and wanted to like really they believed in it the way i did yep. um and they had like all of the sort of qualities i think being an owner needs to have yeah. Yeah. And then it turns out they have like really similar skills to me. It would be really hard to say like, oh, never mind. Like I need like a, a pro marketer. It's like, yeah, no, you, you know, know, like if Come we on. if we gel so much on all those hard, like deeper things, like we'll figure out the the skill gaps. Like, yeah, first of all, I'm happy to learn them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Second of all, we could outsource them or, you know, there's like I feel like it's an easier one to solve. Yeah, I, I'm, I have an unpopular opinion. I want to see if like I get slammed on Twitter with this or something. No one listens this far into the podcast anyway. So that's just true, do actually. It. They've Go. all dropped by now. Say so anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but the short story on that one is, so one, yes, I agree deeply, vehemently, and like aggressively. Like obviously oh, it's got to okay. it's gotta fit the blockers first. It's got to fit your value structure. Like you, you cannot, you cannot run a company with somebody who is like the type of human who wants money at all costs when you do not mm, because like that's no. gonna <laughs> no. like hard like yeah. yeah like things will happen weird stuff even if you like to their face or like don't do these things then they'll go at the back door and like do weird like you know black hat seo i don't know man but whatever it'll happen mm -hmm. so obviously mm -hmm. yes second thing this is the unpopular opinion um if if you meet another engineer with like engineering capability either learn school don't care but they're an engineer they that is the highest likelihood of success in mapping skill sets like two engineers together in my opinion will be the most successful if it's an engineer then a designer it's the second most successful and then if it's an engineer and a business person or sorry if you're if you're lapping business people is the least successful 
So let me rework that. Two engineers together, highest likelihood. Two designers together, second highest likelihood. Two business people together, lowest likelihood. Okay. And the the flat reason for that is having gone through business school and being on the business side of things. Mm -hmm. The only thing that has made me better is learning how engineering works from a technical analysis side and learning how business works. Mm -hmm. Or sorry, how design works. Mm Mm-hmm. My business knowledge served me the least in my entrepreneurial journey from like the zero nullist state mm-hmm. to like million dollar product and market. Mm. Business has still been the least useful, but I cannot tell if it's because I have a raging blind spot because I have the talent. Mm. Okay. So like I just never notice it. Mm-hmm. But like all the companies I've been a part of, like if I, I've, I've seen like multi-engineer founders and they're like, oh, well, none of us get business. And then mm. I'm like, yo, let me teach you business in like five minutes. Call people yeah just sell just, them like just, just reach out try and sell to them. sell something yeah <laughs> and then knowing these engineers they'll be like well i don't like calling people they don't so to. they'll go home yeah. they'll write a bot that auto emails all these this list that they scrape in like a night and then they're like well i reached out to fifty thousand people last and night like, and i got this many sales i'm like great that's better than any business person could have ever done thank like, you yeah yeah like every time so there's certain like that's my unpopular opinion. Certain huh. things can overlap, and then some I, can't. Well, actually, here's here's a great idea I heard okay. from Naval. This is a Naval Ravikant idea. Hmm. He has a lot of great ideas. Um, but yeah, when I was moving into this transition, and I was like, this year in general is like I, the skill I really want to focus on is business. Like I want to understand yeah. what makes a business tick, how products come to life from nothing, like because I know I want to make this transition and I, yeah. I was, but I was kind of struggling with it. I'm like, how do I move this forward? Like practically, mm-hmm. like I know I have this idea of what I want to do, but how does it translate into action? Right. Yeah. And then at some point I heard Naval say like, business is not a skill, right? Yeah. You don't, there is no skill of business. Nope. So like, stop, like you can't, yeah, just stop thinking about it that way. And I was like, yep. oh my God, he's right. That is yep. set that there is no skill of business. So as soon as you understand that and then you get more specific, it's like um, the way that one transformed for me is like, okay, business is not a skill. He's right. So what I'm actually trying to improve is um, internet marketing fundamentals, yep. writing skills and um, ideation, like idea yep. validation. Like those yep. are skills. So I'm like working yep. on those, not yep business quote unquote yeah. like air quotes right no for sure i'm There's like only... yeah that's that's way that's very good insight yeah when, when i think of business there's like one category that kind of actually gets to keep a very large bucket like skill set and it's just finances finances yeah to me yeah. like i'm like right. yeah like but if then you, that's if got... something you can find a book on and learn no yeah. for sure or human like right like obviously like yeah. if you want to see fo it's a different part of the finance ecosystem yeah. as compared to an accountant or a bookkeeper sure but like yeah. that is a category of knowledge where i'm like obviously i i deign to like look at people who have the actual post-secondary who have the theoretical sure. experience who obviously have real experience experience too mm-hmm. and like there's a bunch of designations like cpa all that stuff mm-hmm. that exists and for really good reason because yeah. i'm like that's the like yeah there's a lot going on there regulatory frameworks the whole thing and that yeah. to me is like a crazy skill set that you get, you go learn, yeah. like and acquire. Yeah. But when I think of marketing, it's like there are these tenants. It's it's kind of like when you learn how to make better decisions. If you go read Farnham Street, amazing, by the way, and their podcast, fantastic by Shane Parrish. But like, if you rock that, like you will get better at making decisions. 
but I don't think there's a podcast that will teach you how to like write better pro forma calculations for your prospectus when you want to go public. Like no, it's not. No, that's <laughs> just not. But the again, same these thing. are concrete skills that can yeah. be named and can be learned and mastered. Decision making. Yeah. Um, like subsets of finance. Um, it, there's, I guess, like there's a funny sort of contrarian, like yeah. conclusion you can get to from that idea from Naval, which is essentially every single book that is in the business section is like yep. low value. Like yep. there's going to actually be yep. not much return I, on reading any of those. Yeah. I actually had a really fun conversation with my partner last night. She, she got kind of mad at me because I got um, Derek Sivers book. Hell yeah. Or no. Oh, yo, I got my shipping notice today. I'm so excited. Oh really? Mine just showed up. Oh, I can't wait. So, so she came in and it was sitting on the table and she looked at it and she, she, she was like, I'm tired of you reading these self-help books. Yeah. Like, why do you she just perceive them as self-help? It is self-help right? books, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, she's not wrong. <laughs> she's okay. totally right. Yeah, totally right. So we got in this weird combo. She's like, I feel like you should just be reading more like either historical fiction or like whatever. And like it, it turned into this cool conversation about holidays are coming up. I used to read a lot. I don't lately. I've been building whatever. I want to read more. So I'm like, okay, like I'm. let's hear this car, this argument for like not mm -hmm. self-help. And we went on this whole thing and it basically boiled down to, which was like a fun discussion um, to uh, me essentially saying the self-help books I read, it's because there's a person who I've researched in some manner. Like I've heard them on podcasts. I've done this thing, like whatever. And then I find out they wrote a book about a topic area that I'm interested in that obviously needs to apply to my life, like business, whatever, growing company. And it's that act of that research phase kind of on the human, which is why I get the book, because I think there is a crazy amount of low value business, quote, self-help books out there in the world. Mm -hmm. And so like we kind of came to this conclusion that that's how I loop it. And that's why I like read so many because like I have these great mm -hmm. ones like Principles by Ray Dalio. Mm -hmm. Like and she, her argument, though, was really funny because she's like, well, it's a business. Like, what is this, Tony Robbins or something? Like, they're just selling you a book or a conference because that's what they do. Yeah. And I was like, but that's the thing is Sivers is not that. He is so not that. <laughs> like, I don't think he was out there being like, oh, I'm just going to make a fortune and sell this book. Like, I really think it came from a different place after having yeah. listened to him. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and it's the same with Ray Dalio's principles. Like, he retired, like, the arguably the most next to Warren Buffett, like most successful, you know, finance financier of all time with uh, Waterbridge Associates. And then he wrote a book on principles because he literally is seeing this as his like end of life phase is like passing all things he yeah. ever learned. on. Yeah. So yeah. it's like the, the motivator is different. Like the guy clearly doesn't need the money from a book sale. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not many billion. Anyway, I don't know what your take is on that. But it's like very interesting. Impulse. Yeah, right? Like you want to pass something on. I would totally do that. I don't I mean, Yeah, I see, I don't know. I, I've never like analyzed it too much. Um yeah. because yeah, I, I definitely do also have a bunch of these types of books and read them. Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't know. It, I don't it think it's honestly thing. it's probably just like dopamine and I like it and that's yeah. like my reason. I just Yeah, which is good enough. I guess I would say I think I think over time digesting a lot of these books has filled my head with certain ideas that have moved me into a more valuable place in my life. I agree. And so I, I don't like those ideas had to come from somewhere yeah. and you could argue, I think you could certainly argue I could have found them differently or more efficiently. Um, and when you consider you have a finite amount of reading time, I could certainly be more strategic and targeted and like yeah. try to like do this sort of, 
economics uh yeah. exercise to get maximum extractive value and like ROI, yeah. but it's just like not how most people live, I think, and make choices no. and me neither. So <laughs> I it's feel like, like this is a commentary on my partner. Yeah. <laughs> She's very analytical. Yeah, which is fine, but I don't know. I I seriously suspect she makes decisions in the same way, the same fallible, crappy way most of us do. Of course, yeah, we all Um, do. Yeah, (laughs) so it's like anyway. um, But yeah, I think definitely I've got the value out of these books as they've given me these ideas, which I certainly possess and understand, and I think many people I've met don't. Yeah, and I see them doing things that to me are crazy like low value use of their time or like struggling with like career decisions and i'm like to me it's like okay um i see a better path but it's not because i'm super smart it's because i like just absorbed all these ideas from people who have walked interesting paths and like put the ideas out there yeah but i mean like this is this is what was so fun about the context of this kind of conversation again is like a piece of that is i'm like there's a famous saying called we stand on the shoulders of giants mm-hmm. yeah that's for a reason and these books are part of that there are many other reasons obviously we built tech the tech existed the fact that the railways were built before i was born oh, the gave tech, me yeah. this like obviously this thing this statement goes forever but like it's the same as this and to your point i think the point of a self-help book isn't necessarily to like in a targeted way be like let me crack the nut of your user acquisition problem that you're having so like i read this book that will teach me that because almost no book exists that will understand your context like your business context enough to actually solve that problem yeah so most of the time it's actually just mental models how to think how to make better decisions and i in my opinion when i read it i like in, okay, so we're going to go back to like RPGs again. It's Dungeons and Dragons, Adam. I had this. I did this okay. on the last episode. Okay. <laughs> now I'm doing it again. Like you go on a side quest and you gain experience. Yeah. Right. You gain value and data. I believe reading these things can be like that mm-hmm. because you sort of absorb a portion of what this human did experience in the real world yeah. in its context as yeah. it's shaped in the book. And then you get the outcome, especially if they're an honest author and they're talking through what really happened, which is why there are some specifically ultra high value like kind of quote-unquote self-help books in the world and for me the two by jim collins ring as probably the most valuable ones which is uh good to great and then the follow-up to that was great by choice oh cool i've never read those fundamentals jim they, collins. They, pound for pound in a book the most outcomes i've ever had really? like being like oh, damn. yeah like i literally talk about in great by choice like i've reread that one three times in business school i i would say that's why i was successful at ibm and i grew so quickly and got like promoted three times within two years like that book dude it is okay crazy i better get get a copy of legend yeah i I mean i just get the second one yeah you can totally just get that um great great by good to great yeah, great by choice is the one you should definitely get. Just get it, read it. It's amazing. The one before Done. that was also amazing, but I think a lot of its ideas have been disseminated into the world, into the various blogs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he wrote about crossing chasm a little. Oh, cool. And then okay. Clay Christensen wrote like the penultimate book on crossing sure. chasm, like yeah. right later. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, like one of the stories in great by choice and what's so interesting about it is uh, the story about the race for the South Pole. So mm-hmm. no one had ever been there yeah. and these like explorers wanted to go mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not going to give it away, but it follows these different teams of explorers oh. who went with very oh, different exciting. fundings. Okay. So some had like 
crazy amounts of capital funded. They were already okay. famous, whatever. They were going to go do it. And like others were like the scrappier team, like all these things. And he analyzes and every, like, but all the time what he's done analyzing and you're like, whoa, what a story. He's like, oh, and here I boiled it down to like these like six word catchphrases, what the principles are that you need to take away, which oh, is why this thing yeah. is like, yeah, that's how I, he says first fire bullets, then fire cannonballs. It's yeah. a literal chapter in that book. Yeah. He's like, you can never predict. So you don't want to tune a cannon and just shoot these cannonballs, right? You, you take your six shooter out, you fire six crappy lead bullets. Mm-hmm. And when, when one hits the target, you line up the cannon and then yeah. you shoot the cannon yeah. at it. Like yeah. that's okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah. it's, it's one of his anyway, amazing book. Okay, brother. Watch it. Um, I got to go. Yeah, that makes sense. Thanks for the talk. I yeah. will buy that book. Yes, do so. And then we can uh, discuss it on our book club podcast. We'll start. Oh, perfect. <laughs> okay. No, I'm kidding. All right. It was good to see you, brother. See ya.